0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL podcast. I'm Akin Wong, editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time, and with me as always is my co-host and senior staff writer, Ryan Whitfield. How's it been, Ryan? It's been like
0: Two weeks now I guess we took a week off Last week How, How's it been Over the last two weeks For you Yeah it's, uh, It seems like uh, It seems like It's been longer than that So uh, I, I We've been talking Every week But uh, Now it's been uh, The start of hockey And the start of basketball And the, the MLB playoffs It's been Oh yeah It's been eventful So Yeah, yeah but, uh, And I will I will
1: double- say that I, I will say that I am actually No joke Going to be rooting For the Red Sox So uh, You know it, which it could be a curse for you because I've, I've had no luck rooting for baseball teams uh, out of the last two weeks. So you might not want me on your side. at Just saying, just saying, and I'm rooting for the, uh, I'm rooting for those Brewers. You know, it, it's funny because I, I guess being a baseball fan, just generally I would want the Brewers to make it, but being, just I just can't do it. I can't do it. I'd rather the Dodgers get there. it says a lot because I don't like the Dodgers either. So here's that. Hey, tell me, yeah. what are you more excited about? You're more excited about the Celtics or you're more excited about the Bruins?
0: Oh, I'm a bigger hockey guy, but you know, I think uh, I think the Celtics have a more realistic chance. But I, uh, you know, the the Bruins. I mean, I think he had one called back last night. But uh, last time I checked, Posternak is on uh, pace for like 108 goals this season. So, uh, you know, well, uh, you know, if he's gonna, I mean, I think he has. He had seven to like the first five. I think it might be seven, seven to seven now, or no, seven to six. So he's slowed <laughs> well, down a little bit. He's been absolutely got out of the gate here. So if he keeps that up, it it's, you know sky could be the limit for that team.
1: Yeah, seriously. But hey, you know I'm the Celtics, and I'm not even a you know I, obviously I'm not I'm not a Boston sports fan, but I'm just a sports fan. And man, Jason Tatum. I don't know if you saw him playing that first game, but he was unbelievable. I mean, I think he's he's essentially. He's taking a big step forward, in my opinion. And uh, that that could
0: mean a lot for you guys. No, I agree. And I think, I mean, even better with that entire sequence was uh, Jalen Brown came down and dumped on Joel Embiid's head or did more of a Blake Griffin. He did stop him enough that he had to throw it in. But it was still, you know, a a posterized moment. They come back down, get the stop. They come back down. Jason Tatum crossed up Joel Embiid, hits a shot, stares him down, winced at him. And then they get the ball into Embiid, who now wants to put put on a show and take it to the Celtics, and, and Horford takes the ball and slams it back into his face on a block. So a, yep. a pretty tough four possessions in a row there um, yep. for for Joel Embiid and for a guy who doesn't ever shut up. It uh, you know you're going to get people who are rooting just against you because you never shut your trap. So that was that was enjoyable <laughs> to the a Celtics then. That
1: was um, that was something. That was definitely something. I, I will say this: the, the Bulls, my team, as uh, they got their first start today. They're going up against the Philadelphia 76ers, and they're actually uh, in the second quarter and losing just by a little bit. But what's really been really disappointing is that Wendell Carter Jr. not performing very well right now. And he was so good in the preseason. So it was well, actually, I was to say before the preseason, he was really good. In the preseason, he was kind of mediocre. Oh my gosh, we outlasted our theme song. What the heck? All right, we better get this thing going. I, I, I guess we're talking too much. This is what happens when you miss two weeks. <laughs> All right, let's get the business here. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got top five power rankings. We got our top three picks against the spread this week. We got top three games to watch this week, and then we got to top that all off with some DFS stacks at the end of the day. So let's let's start with those power rankings, why don't we? So what do you got in your top five power rankings,
0: Ryan? Yeah, so uh, at the top it, it's pretty similar, um, and then there, there's some shakeup towards the bottom. So uh, I kept the the Rams at number one. Think the power is in the NFC, so I have the Saints at two. Wow. I, and this is going to sound like a Homerism, but if you've been following along the podcast, I've had them out of the top five the whole way. I have the Patriots now left up into the into number three. Wow. Um, and then I have KC okay. at four, and I think the Eagles kind of galvanized the last couple weeks here, and they're kind of showing me they're back on the mend, um, so I had them slipping in at number five.
1: Wow, I can't believe this, but our top five actually looks pretty different. And I have the Patriots higher than you, <laughs> which is amazing. Wow, I have the Rams at one. I actually put the Patriots up at two. I actually thought I bought into what it looks like. It looks like they're getting comfortable there on offense. And man, I know you hate running backs, but Sony Michelle, I mean, I think he's the real deal. I mean, he looks like a guy who's going to really be a good thing for that offense. He'll take a lot of pressure off of Brady. And you, you know, and you know, you know me, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going out of my way to say anything nice about the Patriots, but I really think he looked impressive uh, last week. And so, hey, who knows? I mean, I think there's, there's a lot there's a lot to like there. Uh, I know the Kansas City Chiefs have one of the worst defenses in the NFL, but, you know, the fact of the matter is that he was just chugging along and doing everything he needed to do on the ground. So I, I, I kind of bought into that. I have the Kansas City Chiefs at three. I still think they have the most potent offense in the league. It's just that their defense is just horrendous. They really need to work on that. And um, I have New Orleans Saints at number four. And I, I, I am impressed with the Saints. I think they're great. I saw Ted Ginn Jr. just got placed on IR, which is actually a probably a good thing for them because they're going to get triple more <laughs> Traquan Smith. He'll be their number three wide receiver out there. I think that's a much, much better weapon for a breeze than an 80, aging Ted Ginn Jr. So that's a good thing. And then that five, I have the Chargers. Actually, you know, the Chargers are four and two. Their only losses are to the Rams and the Chiefs. So the way I see it, I mean, gosh, if you if you're, all you're losing to is the Rams and the Chiefs, they're pretty good team. Now I might be I might be over overestimating what Philip Rivers is going to be able to do in Melvin Gordon, but I think Melvin Gordon looks dynamite. I mean, I just think he looks like a whole other guy at this point in in, his, uh, in the season. So who knows what's going to happen going forward? It's only been it's only been a couple weeks. You know, we're not at the halfway point yet, but that's where that's where I stand. So let me ask you this: So you don't you think you have the uh, Saints at number two? So what, tell me about that. Why why is that?
0: Yeah. So I'll touch on that. One thing I did want to mention on the Chargers is yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think they've slipped under my radar a little bit because uh, outside of the city of Los Angeles, I might be the person who forgets about the Chargers uh, the most outside of the one living <laughs> in Los Angeles. Right, uh, right. For those of you who saw <laughs> that report today, that they're probably getting their butts sent back to San Diego because they, they have less uh, attention there than, uh, than, yes. than the USC team. But regardless of guys, um, no, the Saints, I mean, if you ask me who I believe in long-term, you know me and my, my bias against Dome teams. And right. I don't think we've been together. Uh, Drew Brees broke the record. You right. played half your career in dome. Get out of here with your passing record. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's a big deal. Everybody, everybody made out of it. He's been he's been quote unquote elite this long. He has won championship. Sorry, he's in the second tier of guys in that overall quarterback class. With all that mm-hmm. said, the way they're playing right now, I just can't I can't kick him out of, of a high a high standing. Um, I think Ingram coming back. Uh, was at the perfect time because, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there who were jumping off the Alvin Camaro ship and freaking out about his touches that game. Yeah, it's crazy. This is the guy who had all of the touches. Hold on. Let's go, just dingers, just dingers, Martinez, <laughs> baby. One nothing. Top. All right. Um, <laughs> sorry, I saw that ball going into the sky. Got it on you. I had to watch. Um, was what, what, a, a little I bit of a LCS break there? <laughs> That's right. Uh, but no, you know, is uh, a guy who they ran into the ground and had to lean on heavily for the first four weeks. Uh, both the third week, three and week four, he kept popping up with, as questionable with a knee injury and, and having limited participations in practice. You get a guy with fresh legs back in Mark Ingram, and you're going on the bye week. It makes all yeah. the sense in the world if his touches were limited that game. They basically effectively just gave Alvin Kamara a two week bye, and their other running backs only played one out of five games. That's pretty scary. Right. <laughs> you yeah, got, you got two guys coming back this week with really fresh legs. Um, so, you know, yeah. I, I just think they're a power. The, on the offensive side, I mean, I don't think it can be understated. Um, and then, I don't know, the defense has looked better the last two weeks. And I think that's been undersold. And, um, you know, I've, I've asked a couple people around, you know, me and you have met enough people in this industry. Now we talked to a lot of people who, you know, watch games outside of our markets. And I messaged a couple right. of people and said, you know, what's going on with the Saints defense? You know, it has Marshall and Latimore regressed this much? And they said it's just the the other corners haven't been able to cover. But they started to kind of turn that around the last couple of weeks there. Yeah. They by the last two weeks, so if they That's can start true? to cover, because the rest of that defense is pretty talented. So if they can start to cover in the in the slot and at the at the number two corner spot, um, and the offense keeps playing the way they do, then you know I think I think until further notice, you have to keep them up there. You know, until they have to go until until the weather gets cold and Drew Brees has to play a football game outdoors. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well I don't want to understate uh what Drew Brees has accomplished either but yeah you're right he was in a dome he definitely makes it easier uh definitely when you get to bad weather you know but you know I I, I think he's he he deserves to be in the same breath as a lot of those guys uh, not not maybe not exceeding them but you know I have a lot of respect for what he's been able to do and then and for the city in New Orleans as well so you know <laughs> I can't say anything bad about Drew Brees
0: but um, that being Again, said, he's in, the, he's in the Brett Favre class and they both are in top three in that passing record, which shows you what a useless, meaningless stat it is. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean,
1: like he can, he can get another one, right? If he, if he wins this weekend against the Ravens, you know, he's never beaten the Ravens. That's the only team he has never beaten. He beats that. He'll be up there with you best. You guessed it. Brett Favre, and Peyton Manning. Your favorite. <laughs> the only, only quarterbacks that have beaten every franchise in the NFL. So there you go. Another fun stat. All right. So let's get uh let's get on from this uh power ranking stock here cuz I think we got we got a lot of other stuff that we want to talk about here. So let's ring the bell and talk about our top 3 picks against the spread. So what do you got uh, what do you got lined up here, Ryan? What three games uh, that you uh that you will pick here this week if you put money down on it against the spread?
0: Who are you picking? So I will I will talk uh the two that I'm most confident with, and then the third one which I feel the least confident with. The one I am the most confident in right now, despite it being a large uh, a spread here. Do you know who the only team that is undefeated against the spread is in 2018? I don't. It is the Kansas City Chiefs, 6-0. They are 7-point favorites this week. I'm taking them on that one because I'm just going to ride the high oh. end. Of
1: the Interesting. So I got Kansas right. City
0: giving away 7 Um and then I like the Eagles this week at minus four and a half. Um, you know, I know the Panthers have been kind of an under-the-radar team. I just think that they're going to be a team. They'll win a couple tough games, but primarily I see them as a team that's going to be bad competition, but I really see them at like as a middle-tier team. Um, uh-huh. Four and a half points in Philadelphia. Like I said, I, feel, I think Philadelphia's kind of turned the corner here. Um, uh-huh. so, I, so I feel pretty good about them. So I'm picking them. Um, and the last one uh, – you probably won't be very happy with this, but, okay. you know, I as I kind of indicated last uh, segment, the Patriots have made a huge leap for me, and it's because I thought that I thought that the problems in New England had gotten real. I thought that they had turned kind of that that corner, and that they've been uncharted territory. And then they came out last week in a big spotlight in a game where typically that is a spot that Patriot teams respond in, and I said going into that game, we're going to find a lot about the Patriots tonight. If they they lose to Kansas City, this is a different season. Because now they're down effectively four games in the AFC. Because they'd be down three games record-wise with the tie break, first tiebreaker going to Kansas City. At that point, uh-huh. they're not going to be the number one team in the conference. And they come uh-huh. out there, and I know they gave it away very at the very end, and then came back and drove and won. But, you know, basically controlled that score the entire game. And, you know, and until the second half where they let Kansas City back in a little bit, they really dominated all night. So, um, the, the Patriots... With uh, going to Chicago, uh, I still I'm still not a big Trubisky uh, believer. Uh, uh-huh. I heard some stats tonight that I forget. I think like the average the average NFL quarterback when pressured, his uh, QB rating drops about 15 to 20 points. Mitch Trubisky's uh-huh. at this point drops 50 points. Um, so I think that's kind of a damning stat about where he is in his uh, evolution at this point. And then Khalil Mack being banged up, um, I think could change things in this game. And I just think that. Uh, the Patriots kind of finding their stride, and Josh Gordon got a huge workload last week and he continues to develop in this offense and make plays and um, that offense is fine on full cylinders uh, The defense isn't great, Phil, um, but whose defense is great outside of Chicago in today's NFL and uh, and yeah, I just don't think that the Bears even at home have the have the weapons to exploit the Patriots
1: no so that i I won't totally disagree with you, but I will say this the the reason why I won't totally disagree with you is because um, Khalil Mack is injured he has an ankle injury didn't practice on thursday did not practice Uh, didn't practice on wednesday did not practice today so um not looking great so if he can get on the field even in a limited fashion i feel better about it if mac doesn't play i think that is a difference maker and the spread is only three right i think it's only minus three at this point so um, that's not a huge amount of a spread to cover for the Patriots, so I don't totally disagree with that. Even being a homer, uh, and not only that, but Allen Robinson also down downgraded to uh, did not practice today for groin injury. I don't know if it hurts them as much, but really, what's the what's the depth after Taylor Gabriel and Anthony Miller? There's nothing, so that's that would be a big loss for Trubisky and his limited weapons uh, anyway. So we'll see how that goes, but I, I don't I don't disagree with any of your picks there. I like the Indianapolis Colts actually over the Bills at minus nine. I know that's a lot of points, but the Bills are starting, you know, Derek Anderson. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, Derek Anderson, he was signed nine days ago. The guy can't possibly have, be up to speed and he, you know, he's really not that good to begin with. So that's a mess. They were a mess before they're going to be more of a mess this up week, this coming week. T.Y. Hilton is back. He should be playing. He's healthy. Uh, Ebron has made big steps forward. Marlon Mack is a hundred percent healthy now. I mean, it, I know he's not that great, but now you have a, a real, you have a real backfield with Marlon Mack and Naheem uh, Naheem Hines. So, I mean, the two of those guys in the backfield and and Andrew Luck looking like he can pass it all over the place, both of them have bad, mostly bad defenses, but I think the Colts will be able to cover nine. I actually like the Saints over the Baltimore Ravens. I know that's a little bit, probably a little bit more of a a stretch, but it's only two and a half, and they're actually two and a half dogs. So, I mean, with the spread, I mean, honestly, even if if they come close, you know, you're giving points. You're getting points, I'm saying, with the Saints. So I, I like the Saints taking the two-and-a-half points because the Ravens are favored there. And, uh, and I actually like the Rams over the 49ers. I just don't think the 49ers are that good. Um, obviously, I think, obviously, C.J. Beathard is playing better than we all expected. Um, but you have, you know, you have a lot of issues there with Matt Breida. You know, he has a, a shoulder and an ankle injury, and he's hobbling along. It looks great for that, but, you know, it's not much depth behind him. And um, I just don't think they're going to be able to overcome the Rams and the 10 and a half point spread there. So I, think, I like the Rams or the 49ers.
0: How do you feel about any of those? Well, I hate the New Orleans pick. Um, <laughs> just, they, that, again, that's, a, that's an inside dome team going out on, on, a, on a defense that I think is quietly. Um, oh, no, they're and good. In, as, as much as I said that the Saints have turned a corner, you know, nobody – Nobody loves throwing the ball a million miles up in the air to draw a DPI more than Joe Flacco um, and John Brown, <laughs> Smokey Brown. That yep. gives him that option again. Okay. Um, okay, So that, so that concerns me. Um, just some home field cooking. So that one, that one makes me nervous. The, the Buffalo Bills. Um, every single time I pick them, you know, in, in a knockout pool or picked against them or loaded up against them in a in a freaking stack play. Um, on, on uh, work. And, and every every time <laughs> I bet against the Bills this year for such a dumpster fire team, it's it's just all that bad karma I have for talking crap about them all this right. year. they come out and, and beat me, so I'm not touching the Bills for a while. Um, <laughs> They're then, bad luck. Like, as far bad as the Rams, duty. obviously, yeah, and obviously, obviously, like the Rams outright, but uh, you know, I think it's a ten and a half point line, and it just help. L- line lines that big, uh, you know, scare me off if I can avoid them. Okay. Well, I, I just think that there's no possible way the
1: 49ers will keep up the Rams. I think they're going to really run all over them. But but that being said, you know, yeah, you there's a lot of other more
0: guts than I do. That's fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll be I'll be chicken little and you can you can be uh, you can be the badass. But that's, that's okay. all, well all
1: right. That's fair. All right. Let's go ahead and ring the bell on that one. We got we got some other things we got to talk about. And we talk about some real football here. Let's talk about the three top games to watch this weekend. Why don't you fire away first?
0: So unfortunately, one of we my talk I talked well. Yeah, one of the ones I had already talked about, and the other one you already <laughs> talked about. But yeah. I think I think even even with the banged up uh, nature of the Chicago Bears right now, I just that's you know that's middle of the of the country they got to fly to, um, yep. and and you know I just the Bears the Bears have been one of those teams that's been hard to put your finger on their on the pulse. But three and two in the in the front of the NFC North right now. Uh, so, I think that's a big game for them, especially that defensive that can stifle the Patriots' offense. So, I just I find that game really interesting. I think it's the first time um, that the Patriots have been up there since Deion Branch ripped your heart out on uh, yep. Sunday night in 2010 when he was just scoring all over the place. Do you know, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, Dion Branch and Ty Law are my two favorite Patriots of all time. So uh, any chance I get to talk about Dion Branch dancing on somebody, um, you know, really get, makes yeah. me happy. So, I know. Um, I know. Th- that'll bring back good <laughs> memories because that was uh, – I think he. I think there was one because that was a snowy night, where he beat the same defender twice. And on the second one, just put his head, up, his hand on the side of his helmet, threw him face down into the snow on like a fifty-yard touchdown. It was a great night. I'm sure you were excited. was yeah, um, such one, a great night, so much fun. <laughs> so, I, you know, I might, I'm gonna go cut some clips on YouTube and uh, and uh, send them to you on Twitter tonight. But uh, yeah, that'd be fantastic. One, Can you do that? <laughs> for yeah, game, You know, for a game, right you now.
1: guys were up. You guys were thirty-three to zero at the half. You know, I wasn't really anything to <laughs> <laughs> anything, to, anything there for me to watch in the second half. It was just. I mean, we we did, we had some equalize. We had some scores at the end, which were just r- ridiculous. I mean, th- who cares? But like, honestly, it was a thirty-three to zero romp. And then everybody just basically said, okay, let's just go ahead. We'll let them just kind of do whatever they need to do and make themselves feel better about themselves. Yeah, that that was a terrible game. Terrible game. I' well, not forget. Ugh. I think
0: I think both teams were like ten and one going into that game. So it's supposed to be like a big prime time matchup. And uh, I know the Bears, like yeah. they have since every year since '85, wilted under the pressure. Um, we definitely but did. But anyways. My game two was one you mentioned in your pick'em, and I talked about it already, so I won't touch on it more than just saying I am excited to see the Saints in Baltimore. Um, yep. I just think that that's one of the most marquee matchups this weekend. And then the Definitely. other one is kind of a, a boring AFC South matchup, other than the fact that, dude, if you're gonna be a ponist, be a ponist. If you're if you're gonna be a dink, be a dink. And Jalen oh. Ramsey with his little sulk. Oh, you're gonna attitude you're gonna take my week, third
1: one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I,
0: it it might be do or die because that thing, yeah, that thing feels like again. I just and you know the thing I said about the Rams, which I've been wrong about to this point. But you got to have some nasty mean guys on a really elite defense, and I'm all for that. But you got to right. have some guys that hold it together and, and keep the structure. And it feels like there's nobody. There's nobody there in Jacksonville. And I go back to just you know the Legion of Boom was so outspoken, but. You had Byron Maxwell, who was very quiet. You had Richard right. Sherman, who was very outspoken. You had Earl Thomas, who was kind of the – the almost like the fatherly veteran, who was kind of the, the mature, you know, but like the quiet leader that really held everyone together. And Cam right. Chancellor was the, hey, go take somebody's head off. And the Jacksonville feels like they just have a bunch of Richard Shermans, who I love. Richard Sherman's my favorite member of Legion of Boom. Um, but they don't have anybody to really corral any of those guys. And so it feels like that, you know, I think – Although Rex Ryan should shut up, but I think last week he said that they're <laughs> front runners, um, yep. and, and I kind of feel that way about him, that. They're they're a team that if things are going well, they're going to go on a roll. But if things get bad, it could go south the other way. So this is a big opportunity, opportunity for them to respond this weekend. Um, and if they don't in the division game and fall, that I think it'll be three and four now. Um, mm-hmm. Then that might be that might be lights out on the Jaguars' season. Uh, and that yeah. defense that I was so okay. high on coming into the year might might be yep. might be done.
1: Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm shocked. And actually that's what I was going to say. Both of those teams, the Texans and the Jaguars are three and three, but they got there in very different ways. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars blasted out of the gate and have wilted ever since Texans totally stumbled out of the gate and have turned it around. They're, they're exactly the same in record, but have completely different outlooks. And now they're going to be facing each other. This is a, this is a meaningful season defining game for both teams. I believe the Texans win this game. They have a shot of turning it around and doing something with the rest of their season. If the Jacksonville Jaguars get their head together and actually do something and win this game, then they can get their season back on track. The loser of this one, I think falls off the radar. Uh, So I think this is a very, very interesting game to watch. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of great things here. I mean, Deshaun Watson really starting to look like the Deshaun Watson we saw from the beginning of last season before he got injured and the Jaguars, they have something to prove. I mean, they got, they got destroyed. So, I mean, they, they need to get out there and, and be the Jaguars defense that they're you know, that they're supposed to be. And uh I didn't I didn't think I'd be saying this at that, at this point. I didn't think the Jacksonville Jaguars would be three and three. I think you recall at the beginning of the season, maybe two or three weeks in, I'm predicting the Jaguars if, to go to the Super Bowl, you know, well, at least go to the AFC Championship game. I don't, I don't even know if they'll sniff the playoffs at this point. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how this one show, shakes out. I'm very excited about that. I'm also excited about the other two games you watch. Apparently, we're going to be watching the same games this weekend, so that's good. Everyone can take some solace in the fact that we're not going to mislead you because we picked all the best games separately from each other. <laughs> all right, let's ring the bell. Let's talk about some DFS stacks. All right, why don't you fire away first? I bet you you're going to pick the same same three teams that I'm going to pick. So let's let's see how this works out.
0: Yeah. So my my first DFS stack. Uh, <laughs> I'm willing to bet you chose. I haven't touched them all year, but given yep. uh, given uh, their matchup this weekend uh, up in uh, San Fran, I, I I'm playing a big St. Louis stack, and I'm going. St- wow. Los Angeles Rams. Apparently, I forget both teams in, in L.A. Uh, but I'm taking the Rams stacked with with Goff, uh, Gurley, and uh, I like Robert Woods this weekend. I think Cooper Cups already been ruled out. Yep, um, he has. And Woods is Woods is the volume guy there. You know, Cooks is the home run hitter, um, but he's battled some stuff, and I don't know if he's even fully ready to go this weekend. But regardless, um, you know, I'm, I like I like the Woods play better on that. So Gurley, uh, wow been a long week girly <laughs> sure. that's, my, that's my first stack for la okay
1: yeah i like that uh i did not pick one of those uh I'll, I'll start off with one that i know you probably didn't pick or oh i don't know if you picked it or not i picked the cleveland browns they're going to be facing the bucks and they're and they have the worst defense in the nfl for dvoa and they actually allow uh the most um quarterback fantasy points um against so really i, I think that baker mayfield he looks, he's cheap, and I think you can get a real good value out of him. Carlos Hyde, uh, Jarvis Landry, David Joku, I like all those guys. I am totally out <laughs> on Antonio Callaway, and his freaking hands of stone until further notice. I mean, the guy gets like a bazillion targets and can't catch crap, and and I just I don't get it. I mean, he he runs good routes, he gets open, and then he just doesn't know how to catch. Um, I don't know what else they can do for him there. I mean, they're really giving him every opportunity to do well and he just doesn't know how to do it. And now Richard Higgins is out uh, for at least the next couple of weeks. He has another opportunity to get more targets and drop them. I just don't feel like – I don't feel any confidence there, no matter how cheap he gets. But I love those Browns against the Bucks this week.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree on, on Callaway. Um, you know, I think that's – you know, that's one of those ones that, yeah, if you're playing a, a, a general pop game uh, tournament, that that's a good mm-hmm. sneaky one to play. If you're playing a cash – one of the cash games where you're just looking to finish in the top half where you'd rather have a high floor guy or a high floor mm-hmm. uh, stack, you know, then, then you stay away from that one. But, yeah, it just I think it depends on what you're playing. But for for GPP, um, I have right. no issue with, with any of that. Yep. Okay. And then uh, who else you got? Do you got any other stacks for us? Yeah. So, my, my other big stack this week, I was, I was pulling was of them, just trying to pull up here so I can rifle through them. So, as much as I don't want to touch the game – I am gonna touch it in a a, a DFS standpoint. Um, So I'm going Luck. I'm going Luck Hilton and Mac this week. Nice. Um, Yeah. So you know I'm gonna I'm gonna play the Colts in in that form. Um, Like I said, I just can't pick against Buffalo straight out because they've always they keep screwing me over. But you know I I will take that that matchup. Hilton looks like he's on the mend. Obviously, if something goes wrong between now and the end of the week, you stay off that one. Um, right. But if he's healthy, and Luck's been putting up monster numbers the last couple of weeks, uh, a healthy Hilton can only help that. And, and Marlon Mack, um, I expect it to be the number one guy in the backfield again.
1: Yeah, I agree with all that. And I think T.Y. And T.Y. Hilton's a little bit of discounted this week because he's coming off two weeks in which he did not play, and they did not really adjust him to play um, a full full set of snaps. So you can get a little bit of value there out of that. I like that one. So how about this? How about the Kansas City Chiefs? and kind of like, uh, a, you know, an opportunity to stomp here. You know, they're going against the Cincinnati's 24th-ranked defense, and, you know, obviously their offense is just ridiculously awesome. I mean, how do you like just, just loading up on Patrick Mahomes? He's the most expensive quarterback this week, so obviously you've got to make room elsewhere. But Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelce, all those guys are fantastic. If you can
0: afford them, you're going to have to go cheap elsewhere, though, to make it happen. Yeah, I mean – you don't bet against Kansas City until they don't do it. Even in a loss last week, they put up monster points. Right, so, you know, right. I, for, me, for me, I mean, the the, the the lock is, or the two locks are Mahomes and Kelsey. And if you're looking, you know, to play a three-person, I mean, if you want to do a four-person stack, like you said, you really got to spread out the money elsewhere, outside and make some right. value plays. But right. if you're just going to go three, I mean, the, the two you choose between is Tiller Hunt because it is a little bit of trick-or-treat uh, between the two of them, which one right. uh, is going to go off. It feels like very – between those two and, and, and walk-ins, it feels like you're never going to get – at best, you'll get points out of two of them. But usually it's just one of those three. And which one it's going to be, if your, your guess is as good as mine, you just play it every right. week and hope you hit it right. Um right. So yeah, I mean, t- City, until, otherwise, until, until they stop doing it, you keep riding the hot hand.
1: Yeah. So do you have another stack Because I have one more for you.
0: I do not. Those, those are my, my, my two big ones this week. Uh will buy make it a little more difficult. There's all the other right. matchups. I just don't like enough. So you give me your third. How year. about this? How about this? How would it
1: take the other team on that game? How about the Bengals? The chiefs have the 28th ranked defense in the NFL. They can, they definitely allow a lot of points and Dalton has been lighting it up. You know, I hate to say it. The Ginge is actually getting a lot of getting a lot of play here and he's not that expensive. Joe Mixon also not that expensive, and um, A.J. Green is very pricey. Tyler Boyd is actually coming up in price a lot as well. But all those guys, you know, I mean, A.J., you know, go a little Dalton mix and throw it in there can save a little money.
0: Yeah, um, I'm a little down on that stack right now just because I had, uh, you know, I'll let everyone know, uh, I have made a lot of money off the of Cincinnati Bengals on FanDuel this year. I <laughs> say okay. some variation of a Bengals stack every single week. Uh, and the last two weeks now, Andy Dalton's killed me. So, while uh, his numbers on a point-for-week point basis look really great, he has had two kind of slower-down weeks. Um, right. So, for me, I was riding that bubble until it burst. And I wouldn't say it's completely burst, but, it, but it's a significantly less a smaller bubble than when I was riding the first four weeks right. of the season. Um, I gotcha. So, I don't hate the stack, but me personally, I'm staying away from that until, until he bounces back a little bit. This week, though, seems like a green light except for the fact it is an arrowhead. And and he does kind of wilt in the big moments, but against that defense, he should do it. So I'm not advising anyone not to do it. I just won't be partaking in that this week.
1: Maybe a couple garbage time touchdowns, you know, our our namesake after all, that's what we like around here. (laughs) So
0: anyway, let's
1: blow the air horn on this one. At the end of our show, guys, that's all the time we got. Ryan, why don't you give us your social media and your shout outs so people
0: know who they should be following. Start with my shout out. So speaking of DFS and all things fantasy – Want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Look no further and download SquadQL. The only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals, SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for each week based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations too. Go to squadql.com to download SquadQL for free. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer insisted by... Or oh, that says trusted. Trusted by 100,000 DFS players. <laughs> we were that close. We were that close. We had no technical yep. difficulties. We almost, almost didn't have a single misstep or misspeech the entire time, and I've messed it up. Typical me. <laughs> um, follow me <laughs> if you, if you, on Instagram football underscore garbage underscore time, and follow me on Twitter while I'll be losing my mind all night during this Red Sox game at Wrigley Field. Any.
1: Excellent, excellent, and you can follow me at fb garbage time. And thank you for wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week. And one night over only, okay? Go,
0: Sox. That's only because you have no cups to there for. He had to go there. He had to I go there. The I couldn't <laughs> this, you're pissing me off at to the top of the pickup league. Until you until you come down to Earth I'm gonna I'm just gonna have to find everything else to trip you about. And that's the way And end this show, guys. It's how to yeah. it's how to it go. <laughs> Good one.